How do you feel when someone mentions Instagram? What is your gut reaction? If worrying about how your feed looks, standing out online, figuring out how to grow your followers, or even deciding on what to post, this episode is for you. My friend, Audrey Wolf, a photographer, Instagram expert, and content creator is here to share her secrets in creating a beautiful Instagram feed, how to use reels to attract more followers and grow your audience, and so much more. We're going to learn about visual using your visual voice to grow your brand, and I think you guys are going to love this interview. So stay tuned, stay till the end, and learn how to grow your following and get more clients using Instagram. Hello, friends. Welcome to the Second Phase Podcast. I'm your host, Robin Graham, a certified brand strategist and business coach. You might be wondering, why the second phase? The second phase may be a change in careers and learning how to navigate the world of entrepreneurship, a significant lifestyle change, going from stay-at-home parent to starting a business, a traumatic loss, a move, or an illness. It could be any number of things. No matter the definition, you are here to discover your second phase. Learn about creating a personal brand that stands out and makes an impact to grow as your authentic selves and follow your callings, values, visions, and passions, and to learn how to build a solid foundation for long-term brand and business success. Through interviews and solo episodes, we'll be diving into inspiring stories, life and business journeys of failure and success, and the strategies and tools used along the way. You ready to learn? Grab your coffee, the car keys, or the dog's leash, and let's dive in to this episode. Audrey Wolf, welcome to the Second Phase Podcast. Thanks, Robin. I'm excited to be here. Well, I'm excited to have you. So we are friends now because we met on Instagram. And I know so many people who have that angst when it comes to Instagram. It's like, oh, I have to post or, oh, I have to stand out or how do I do that? How do I create content? How do I stand out online? What is my visual voice? What is my purpose for Instagram? So when I look at you and how you have grown your following and how incredibly talented you are with just your designs and your technical ability with a smartphone is like out of this world to me. I've learned so much from you and I'm constantly like watching everything you do so that I can adopt some of your practices because they're so good. But what I would love to do is before we dive into all that nitty gritty on Instagram is have you introduced yourself a little bit to the listeners. Just tell them a little bit about you, where you're from and how you landed on doing what you're doing today. Well, I started in the corporate world before I was married and had kids. My husband and I, we've been married 30 years now. Uh, actually 31. And we had kids right away. So when my daughter was born, I made the decision to be a stay-at-home mom. And that was 30 years ago. I look back on it. I'm like, I can't believe it's been that long. So as the kids grew, when they hit elementary, middle school years, I kind of started having those thoughts of what am I going to do when they're grown and they leave home? And I'm no longer a, quote, stay-at-home mom. I'm just a wife at home. And I knew I didn't want to go back into corporate. And so I started thinking about what is it I love to do? 
And that's kind of where I landed in the photography side of it. My kids were in sports. I already, you know, took photos of them there. And so I just morphed that into a business. And in 2004, I started and I've never looked back. And I did weddings and high school seniors for years until 2018 and then switched over to the digital. And so as a digital entrepreneur, what are you doing now? What I did was I created a membership called the Content Bar, and that is for women in particular who want to grow their Instagram, have content for their Instagram or other social media platforms, but they don't want to stress over it. They want it you know, done and ready to go. And so I provide images, captions, hashtags within that membership. I have presets that I sell so that anyone can edit on the go with their phone and get, you know, professional looking photos like I've been shooting for the past almost 20 years. I do Canva templates and I just actually created a new reels workshop for anyone wanting to dive into reels and make that work for their business and their brand. So clearly you are not only an expert in terms of using Instagram, but you're an expert in content creation and really having something that is aesthetically pleasing and that is going to attract clients. It's going to attract relationships and help your clients and anybody in your membership or anybody that you're helping them build their Instagram you're helping them build that entire platform based on their brand. And I think that's one thing we should talk about is what makes a good Instagram feed and, you know, how can someone look at their Instagram as a tool for showcasing their personal brand and building out their brand to build those connections and relationships. And of course the no love and trust factor. I think when it comes to your Instagram, one thing that everyone running a business needs to remember is your Instagram profile. When people land on your main page where you've got your bio at the top and your grid begins, that is like your storefront. And I've heard a lot of people say, it doesn't matter what it looks like. It doesn't matter what pictures you use or graphics. You know, I disagree with that because if I'm driving down the street And there are two shops on either side of me and they are selling the same thing. If one is well-tended, you know, has a bench outside, looks amazing. And the other is run down, sign might be a little askew. Which one am I going to go into? I'm going to go to the one on the right that looks well-kept. And so your Instagram feed is the same way. It does not have to be perfect. You want it to be cohesive and aesthetically pleasing. You want to share knowledge and give your audience what it is that they are wanting from you. And you can find that out by asking in stories. And that way, when people are scrolling through, if you happen to come across their newsfeed, you want to give them a reason to stop, go to your profile and see what you have to offer. And then hopefully from there, you know, follow you and become a client. Yeah. And I think you just said a couple of things that I want to emphasize. And one is that need to be cohesive. And when we talk about being cohesive, we want to make sure that your brand is cohesive from your website to your social media platforms so that you're readily recognizable, which will help when people are scrolling through Instagram, they'll see your 
post and they'll recognize that, oh, that's definitely her brand because it has the same feel, the same colors, the same aesthetics, and they'll stop. You'll have grabbed their attention and then they'll they'll sit around to read what you've actually posted. Absolutely. And I think in keeping with that, the other thing that I tell all of my one-on-one clients, when you're choosing a profile photo, make sure you keep the same photo across the board of all of your platforms. At least keep it within the same photo shoot so that the backgrounds are the same, your outfit is the same. It is so easy to look at someone's photo and go, wait a minute, is that them? And, you know, having shot hundreds of seniors over the years, there are so many times that their photos don't really look just like them mm-hmm. because of, you know, the way they look or their, the angle they're standing. And so it's really important to use the same image so that if people go from your Instagram to your Facebook or to your website, if it's a different photo, they're going to look at that and go, did I click the right button? Am I in the right place? If it's the same photo, they're going to immediately know between the photo and your brand colors and aesthetic that, oh yes, I am in the right place. I agree with that 100%. The picture has to be something that resembles, if not the same as what you have on your website. The whole key is to become recognizable because the more recognizable we are, the more memorable we are. And then that helps us become more shareable. But most importantly, people trust us when we represent ourselves the same way across all of our platforms. So that cohesiveness, as well as that headshot, you know, or professional photo as your profile picture is so, so key. I love that. I love that you brought that up. And I love your analogy of the storefronts. And, you know, let's face it, none of us are doing something that is totally unique that no one else out there is doing. So we really do have to make it so that we stand out, that we have an appearance of being the best and really resonating with those people that we want to work with. So super, super points. I love that. Okay. So what would you consider as some best practices for using your visual voice? And I love that you call it that instead of a visual brand or instead of, you know, just visual content. I love that you call it your visual voice because we can say so much about our business through our visuals and not just your brand identity, like your logo, your color palette. Those are all super important, but when you're using your visual voice, what are some of those best practices to keep in mind? So thinking about your images, your Canva graphics, what are some of those best practices that you employ for yourself? And listeners, I have to tell you, you have to check out Audrey's Instagram feed because it's beautiful and her content is amazing. And it will give you a good feel for all of these things that we've been talking about so far. So I guess you would have to start with the images. I actually use presets on my own photos. They are the exact presets that I created and used over the years for my weddings and high school seniors. And I have taken those and created Lightroom mobile presets with them so that you can have access to them on your phone. And for the most part, they really are a one-click edit. And so by using presets on the images that you're shooting that you're going to share on your Instagram or on your website or on Facebook, wherever it is you're putting them. If you're using the same preset, it's going to help keep them cohesive. And 
I realized that a preset is not going to do the same thing to every image because we shoot them in different lighting, different locations. And that's where you can tweak them. Even though you've got that main edit on it, you can take the exposure up or down mm-hmm. and make it fit within what it is, you know, your brand represents. So I think, you know, it's important to decide, do you want more of a light and airy look on your feed? Do you want something darker? And find a preset or a filter that works for you and then stick with it. That's the key is is sticking with it and not changing it out, you know, every week. Oh yeah, I think I'll try this this week and find something that resonates with you and that you love. That's another key. You have to love it because if you don't love what you're posting, you're not going to post. You're not going to be there. As far as your graphics, I love Canva. I would recommend that you, you know, get a set of templates that you love that are very easily to, you know, integrate your photos into and your text, put your brand colors on it, and then just reuse those throughout your feed. Because if you've got 15 to 20 templates, if you rotate those out, nobody's going to know. And so do that, have a consistency with that. And again, consistency, there is one key right there. That's probably the most important thing on Instagram is to be consistent. Oh, 100%. I just did a whole episode on consistency a few weeks ago, and I'll put the link in the show notes for that episode, but it's so important to be consistent. And I think so many times because so many of us, and I'm guilty of this, I think, oh, I just do not want to do Instagram today. And I'll procrastinate. And it really becomes a mindset thing. Like, because I get on there and I see so many distractions, you know, so many people doing this, that, and the other. And I think, oh my gosh, how did they create that? I don't have time to create that. And I just get that sense of overwhelm and frustration. And I know that I'm not alone. I know a lot of people feel that. So I think really it's, you know, imposter syndrome. It's, you know, comparing yourself to those in your space. So approaching Instagram in a way, like you said, so that you're truly representing yourself and you're giving people a solid glimpse as to what you do, how you do it. And then you present yourself consistently and cohesively. It makes it a little bit easier to show up because you're focusing on yourself. You're not focusing on anybody else. You're solely focusing on what you're putting there. And I think that makes it easier than when you're trying to consume, 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 and then compare, compare, compare versus just making sure that you're on brand and you're authentic for your own business. And that helps with being consistent. Would you agree? I absolutely agree. And like you said, we're all guilty of not being consistent. I mean, I'm the same. There are things that happen in life, they get in the way and you've just got to stay on it. And one of the struggles that I've had is the mindset of Instagram is no longer just a playground for me. I joined Instagram in 2012 at a photography conference. And for the first few years, you know, it was more of just posting photos. That's what people were there. They really weren't marketing their businesses like they are today. And so to do that mind shift has been a real struggle. And one thing I teach my one-on-one clients is that you have to make that part of your business. You're part of your CEO tasks. Mm -hmm. You do your accounting, you do your emails, you do your Instagram. It's a non-negotiable. If you want to market and make money from clients on Instagram, you have to be there 
and you have to show up, be consistent, and share your knowledge. That's the most important thing. You've got to educate people. We all know so many things, and we can just give to people. And that, for me, is the best blessing that I get in return is being able to see these women that I'm helping grow their Instagrams just lights me up. And I love nothing better than that. Yeah. It's really cool when, um, like I know a couple of my coaching clients are like, I don't want to be on social media all the time. I don't want to be on there. It's just going to overwhelm me. I'm going to get burnt out. I don't want to do it. And I'm watching them and, you know, after helping them create their content and giving them some solid groundwork for building that foundation on Instagram, they're enjoying it. They actually are finding pleasure in it and they're getting clients from it, which is key. I mean, that's huge. It is. And I think one thing to remember with the consistency side of it, as I use air quotes, no, nobody can see that. (laughs) One of the big things is what is consistent for me may not be consistent for you. And so find that sweet spot, whether it's posting two days a week or five days a week, there is no right or wrong for anybody because what you're putting out there is going to be unique to everybody else. And so find what works best for you and don't let it become a burnout. If posting five days a week is going to just overwhelm you, don't do that. Do what works for you. Yeah, I say that all the time. Like I try to do three times a week and I'll show up in my stories a little more regularly than that, but that's it, like three times a week. And then I will go through and you know see if there's anyone that I want to engage with or comment on their post and things like that. I'll stop by to scroll through. But I found that in years past, it was just consuming so much time. And if I'm on there scrolling, I'm not doing things that are going to bring money into my business. And so I had to shift and not let myself go down that rabbit hole of scroll, 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 because it's just a distraction. And I'm so easily distracted that you know, I click on one and then they tag somebody. So then I'm going to check out them. And then I'm going down (laughs) this whole vicious cycle of a rabbit hole. So, okay, Audrey. So let's talk a little bit about content creation, because I would love to have your ideas and suggestions for people. So now they know they need to show up. They need to be cohesive. They need to be consistent, but what if they have a mental block? What if they're struggling with creating content? Do you have suggestions for the listeners on how to make that easier for them so they don't get stuck in that rut of, oh, I can't think of anything. I'm just not creative. So I'm just going to skip it. Let's take a quick break and then we'll jump right back into the episode. Are you tired of hustling like crazy, doing everything you see everyone else doing, feeling frustrated and overwhelmed, exhausted, and spending money with no results? If you are an entrepreneur or want to start the second phase of your career journey, but are feeling frustrated because you don't know where to begin or what to do to get results, my six-month Build a Brand and Business Coaching Program may be the answer you're looking for. I was right where you are 10 years ago, and I am on a mission to make your life easier and your business more fulfilling and successful. There is no promise of six-figure businesses here, but a promise to help you create a solid foundation for your personal brand and business so that you can grow and monetize it to the level you are dreaming of. I will meet you right where you are and teach, mentor, and coach you around the steps you need to take, help you navigate mindset, 
achieve clarity, and most importantly, save you time, energy, and money while helping you see results sooner than later. If any of the above describes how you've been feeling about your business, let's connect for a free brand strategy assessment call. You'll be amazed by what we can uncover and how easy action can feel when you have someone guiding you. You can learn more about my six-month coaching program and book a free brand strategy assessment call at therobingraham.com. Repurpose. That is the key to getting unstuck. If you feel like you've got a mind block, sit down, go back through. If you've got a blog, go through your blog post. If you've recorded podcasts, go back, listen to them again. Anywhere that you have shared your knowledge and your expertise, tips and tricks, take those and just repurpose them. Nobody's going to remember that you posted it six months ago or a year ago. I love taking blog posts breaking them down into three or four different captions, creating an email out of that blog post. So you can take one piece of content and repurpose it into multiple facets to use throughout social media, email, your website. And, you know, your captions for Instagram don't have to be long. You can take little tidbits off of your website and share those in a caption. If you've got a mind block on images, I find the easiest thing for me is to go through Pinterest and just scroll through a little bit, see what inspires me and resonates. And then, you know, take that and make that my own. As far as creating the actual content, I do a brain dump. So for instance, in my Reels workshop, I just am sharing the exact process that I do for creating my Reels. I have a Uh, system that I'm giving all of my students. They can either work in it in Google Sheets or they can print it and write it out. But it's the whole system of, you know, brainstorming your ideas. And I'm not talking about sitting down and brainstorming everything that's in my head. I sit down and I think, okay, what do I know about? I know about photography. Well, how does that break down into little bitty bite size? And so I start thinking about photography and, well, we can do lighting. Within lighting, we can do ring lights or natural light, or are you indoors or are you outdoors? You know, right there, I've got four or five different reels, you know, just in a couple of minutes. So think about what it is you're an expert in, how you can break that down into literally bite size. 15 to 60 seconds of content to share and use that same content, not only on reels, but in your other posts or on a story and, you know, break it out into the different areas within Instagram and reword it. And it's going to be amazing. Yeah, that's a great point. I love that because if I wasn't repurposing and I had to create all the time, new things that would I think lead to burnout. So definitely repurposing is the key. I love that suggestion. That's great. Okay. So the elephant in the room, reels. (laughs) You guys, if you'd seen Audrey's face, it was hilarious. She's like, what is she going to ask me? (laughs) But really I'm not going to ask anything that's difficult because I know you're such an expert at this and I watch your reels and I am just always blown away at your creativity and how you do it. And I think, oh my gosh, how does she come up with the time to do all these things? So I would love for you to give us some 
tips, maybe your best practice ideas or tips for creating reels that really have an impact and actually help us connect with our ideal audience and and even grow our followers? Because I know that's happening. I've seen it myself how you know, when I do reels, the views are so much higher and I actually get more engagement and I get more followers through doing them. So I would love to have your perspective on reels. So with reels, I think of three things you want to entertain, educate, and promote. I know many people have five to eight pillars that they use within their brand, but on Instagram with the reels anyway, I like to break it down to those three. Because you don't want to get on there and do nothing but give tips and tricks. Because people want to see fun. They want to laugh. You know, the last reel I just posted last night was just me and my mom. Nothing business related, but I have gotten so many comments on it and people loving that I put my mom on there. It shows them a little bit of my life and they like that. So you want to incorporate all three. Probably the biggest tip that I could give you for reels is prepare ahead of time. Don't just sit down and go, okay, I'm going to do this right now without any kind of a plan. And I'm not talking, you know, spend hours and hours planning out one reel. Just make it simple. Come up with your idea, break it down into what is the hook? What are you going to say in the first three to five seconds that's going to capture people's attention? Keep in mind, using the word you or your is really key because that tells people, wait, she's talking to me. And then say you've got three points that you want to get across in your reel, you know, boom, boom, boom. What I do is I write those out and I have those in front of me, but I don't try to record all in one setting because inevitably I forget what it is. I'm kind of talking about where I wanted to go with it. So I look at my hook, I hit record, And I record my hook. I clip it in on the ends. Then I pause it, look at my first point, hit record, and I say my first point. And then I stop that. So I record each point as I'm going. And this does a couple of things. It gives you time to refocus your thoughts, but it also allows you to maybe step back from the camera a little bit, giving diversity in how you're recording. So that you're not just in front of the camera, one pose, talking face to camera. You're giving it a little bit of almost like a cinematic view, which is what I used to do with my weddings when I would videotape those way back in the day. You know, so I would get the bride and groom together, but then I had a second camera off to the side getting the bride's face up close. Mm-hmm. And it would go from one to the other. And you want to do the same thing with your reels in a simple matter, you know, so get up close to the camera, step away from it and breaking up your different points allows you to do that. I love that you said to break it out like that, because that's something that I know I've done numerous times is I just like stood there and talked and I try to like move around a little bit so that I'm not like, you know, totally still, but I think that's a great point to stop it and then start it again, stop it and start it again, and maybe even change locations, but just to give a little bit of variety. And you do a great job of that. Like sometimes I look at that and I'm like, how long did that take her to film that? Because it's so good. So that's a great tip. I love that. Now, what are your thoughts on you talking versus I still see a lot of these 
reels where people are just pointing at captions coming in. And that drives me crazy because half the time I can't even see the captions at the top of the frame or the bottom of the frame. And to me, I like a person's voice. I think when you can make that connection with their eyes and their smile, as well as hear their voice, you can build trust factor. So I'm wondering what your perspective is on, or your opinion is on those reels that you're actually talking versus those reels where you have all those little captions coming in and out of the screen. I think it's important to have variety and that's not just with Instagram reels. That's in anything in life. You want variety. So with the reels, I'm not a huge fan of standing and pointing at things, honestly, because I feel like I look stupid. And there are other people that do it with grace and they just look amazing. They just look like they were made to do that. So the first thing I would say is find what works for you and do that, but also try to mix it up. So I have done one where I'm pointing. I do screen records where I'm just showing people how to use Lightroom or how to use Canva or how to use, you know, some new hack in stories on Instagram. And one thing I do try to do with some of those is I create a hook intro of three to five seconds with my face telling people what it is they're going to see in this screen record I'm getting ready to show them. So mix it up, use the screen record, use your voice to talk face to cam. You don't have to do the pointing. You could just do some with some trending audio where the music is playing and maybe you just pop up a a bubble that says, enjoy my coffee today. And you're sitting there looking at the camera like, "Uh, yeah, and you've got, you know, a pot in one hand and your cup in the other because you're really enjoying your coffee. I've also done some voiceovers with some of the trending audios. Again, I'll just reference back. The one I just did with my mom was just a little snippet of audio talking about showing someone who lives in your house rent-free. It's literally like a two-second video. Those are just, they're fun and they're entertaining and people like them. So adding a variety of things that you're doing in your reels is going to keep people coming back. Because if I go to your Instagram, Robin, and I click on your reels and I go to the first one and I start watching it, it's like, oh, this is good. So I'll watch the next one. I go to the third one kind of all the same. It's still hers just standing there talking to me. It's going to get boring for people. But if they go to your feed and they see that variety, it's going to make them want to continue to click because they don't know what the next one is going to bring. And they're going to be excited about it. You have to be consistent, like you said, but at the same time, you don't want to be boring. So I get that. Yeah. I think it's a challenge and I think it's a little intimidating because of you see so many people doing so many creative, really cool things. And Then we get overwhelmed. Well, I can't do that. So should I even show up? And the key is to show up. Even if it's simple, I think as long as you're providing value and you're either educating or entertaining or inspiring, then people will appreciate it. But you have to have just that, like you said, the hook and then give them something that is going to resonate with them, whether it's just fun or whether it's educational. Absolutely. And you need to give them a reason to come back, to follow you, come back, see what you're continuing to do. And I think when it comes to that overwhelming aspect, you just have to start. Mm-hmm. And once you get a couple of reels under your belt, I promise you're going to start to feel much more comfortable doing them, especially if you know you just stick to who you are, 
what you know, and don't try to just duplicate what you're seeing done by others. Yeah. Find what inspires you and make it your own. Yeah. I love that. All right. Any last really great tips that you want to leave the listeners with? Well, I guess what I would say when it comes to Instagram, you don't want to just focus on one thing within Instagram. Make sure that you're covering all the different things, you know, do a a few reels, do some regular posts, do some carousels, make sure you're on your stories on a regular basis. Try and get an IGTV in once in a while. It doesn't have to be a ton, but Instagram loves the people and the accounts that use all of the different things within their platform. That's what they want to see. And those are the accounts that you see growing. They're the ones that are utilizing all of those different things within Instagram. So try them all and find what works best for you. Make that what you do the most of with the other things sprinkled in just a little bit here and there. If you love doing just regular posts the most, do that. But again, you know, do maybe one reel a week or one every couple of weeks. Yeah. Just sprinkle it throughout. Just don't do the same thing every single day. Yeah. Just don't let it overwhelm you. That's the key because it's Instagram. And The key is to have fun, not just with Instagram. That's one thing I have found in this quote unquote second phase of my life is that none of it is that important. Life is about doing what you love, enjoying it and having fun. And Instagram should be the same. Yeah. I love that you said that. That's so, so important. Okay, Audrey. So I have loved learning all of this from you, but will you tell the listeners how they can connect with you, learn more about you, hang out with you on Instagram, as well as find your presets and your reels workshop? Yes. So you can find me on Instagram at audreywolf.co. My website is audreywolf.co. And on my website, you can find the presets that I offer along with Canva templates and the workshop that I now have out the reels workshop. And for a limited time, it's still only $37, which is a steal for what you're getting. And then the content bar you can find at contentbar.co. And that is a monthly and or annual membership. Awesome. I will put links to all of that in the show notes so that everybody can just click and find you immediately with no stress whatsoever. So thank you, Audrey, for being here. Thank you, Robin. This has been amazing. And that's a wrap friends. If you enjoyed this episode and found the information helpful, please take a moment to subscribe and leave a rating and review. That would mean the world to me. If you know someone who could use the information shared today, please share the episode with them too. And let's connect. You can find me on Instagram, Clubhouse, Facebook, and LinkedIn as The Robin Graham. Lastly, if you'd like more information on personal branding and brand marketing strategies, be sure to join my email list and the Female Entrepreneur Insider Facebook group. We are there every week with tips and trainings to help you build a solid foundation for brand and business success. And don't forget, on the website, you can find a plethora of free resources. Go to therobingraham.com forward slash resources and download any of the free resources that I have created to help you build a personal brand that stands out and makes an impact. Until next time, remember to smile.